Welcome. You're listening to Wholehearted, a soul sister conversation. You are here with healer and intuitive Donnelly Wynan, life coach Prue Solisich, and myself, women's empowerment artist Tanya Marie Reeves. Together we are navigating life on purpose, pushing boundaries, imperfectly and unstoppable. We are here to inspire and encourage you to live fully into your own life, to be the compassionate observer of your own thoughts and feelings, and to make a conscious choice to change what is in your power to change. We are so happy to have you here. Hello, lovely people. How are you? Hello. Hi. <laughs> How are you today? Good. Liar, <laughs> liar, pants yeah. on fire, Bruce Oh, shit. <laughs> oh, yeah, okay. we're going to call you out on that one too. Yeah. Ruth's frazzled today, so maybe we should start with your low light, Prue. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, okay. Low light for me, it's just stretched for time, which is interesting because I have loved to be spooking that I've had a lot of time. <laughs> and all of a sudden I'm like, why am I? I'm getting up at like 5 o'clock in the morning and going to bed, you know, at not like early, and I'm going all day and I'm still not getting everything done that I wanted to do. So. I'm feeling a little bit frazzled. I'm having a, what, how did I start our conversation? For fuck's sake, <laughs> type of moment. And, yeah, I apologise if you're offended by swearing, but I'm most definitely not offended by swearing. So we're just talking about that too. So that's my low light. It's just a feeling, I suppose. Rushed is the feeling. And because my week's short, it has made me go, oh, shit, I've got to get so much more done in Three days opposed to five days. That's me, my low light, highlight, highlight. What is a highlight? Jeez. Oh, well, I will share on the weekend my daughter has been playing AFL. Yeah, they got into the semis last week and they played the grand final on Sunday. They were the underdogs because they hadn't actually won over the Surface Paradise Demons. Their club's called Pack Power. So it's sort of similar to the AFL colours and everything. Yeah, they went out there the first half, they were behind. Then in the second half, they turned it around and it was a close game, three points difference the whole game. Eloise kicked a beautiful little goal at, I think it was in the second quarter. She popped this cute little one in. They were all like sort of rummaging around for the ball and Eloise just comes in, like picks it up and turns around, like boots it in. It was just, it was cool, very cool. And yeah, then it was like head to head and our girls just played their little hearts out, which was just, it was just so good. I was on the edge of my seat the whole game. My dad was there and Oscar was there and Joel was doing the water running. And so he was there. Yeah, we just had such a fun time and they went over time because there was a couple of broken bones throughout (laughs) throughout the game. One on our team, I think two on the other team. And yeah. Under 13s, under 13s. So, yeah, and so then we're waiting for the whistle. We're like, please, we're like three points up, waiting for that bloody siren to go off. Eventually went off and we won by three points. And so, yeah, that was a celebration. That was so fun. So it was nice to see her and her team because they've been training their little hearts out. They train twice a week consistently. Their coach is just like for this year, it was her first time coaching. She's done a really incredible job just nurturing those girls. It was like a haphazard team, just like teammates thrown together. And yeah, they come out premiers. So that was exciting. So that's my highlight. That's Mm. lovely. Yeah, Yeah. it's good. I love it. Definitely trumps that low light, doesn't it? (laughs) 
Yeah, exactly. <laughs> see, your, see your whole demeanour change when you started talking about that. Yeah, and it was on Father's Day too, so it was a good way to spend Father's Day. It was a beautiful day up here on the Gold Coast and, yeah, good day to watch footy. I'm not a footy lover, but a game like that is great. <laughs> Yeah, plus it's yeah. your daughter. Yeah, it's fun. How, yeah. how did your daughter come out of it? How how was she? Yeah, she's good. She was she's no sick. Broken she's she's <laughs> no no broken bone. She's gotten sicker since then. No, she had a very proud of her, her and her team. And yeah, no, she's she's loving it. She was unsure whether she was going to play next year, but I asked her on Sunday, playing next year. She's like, yes. <laughs> nice. So we're up for another season. Good. Yeah. What about you, Tan? Oh, my low light would be that my days off from working for the man go way too fast. <laughs> way, way, way too fast. <laughs> and my highlight is that when I got up to walk to the gym on Monday morning, it was light and there was sunrise colours uh, in the sky. <laughs> nice. First one for the spring. Yeah, no, no more black night sky when I get up. So it's amazing. Especially <laughs> oh, awesome. spring, getting getting closer, getting closer to that warmer weather, which I love. The <laughs> <laughs> bloody months of the cold stuff, that's for sure. What about you? Um, I'm, I'm not sure that I have any hot low lights other than that feels like there's not enough hours in the day, but that's okay. Yeah. yeah. But my highlights, I've got quite a few, so I'm going to just pick one and I'm going to go with that It's we've made the hockey grand final and we'll be playing this Saturday. So seven of, of our eight teams are in the grand final for Riverside. So mm-hmm. it's going to be a great weekend. Yes. So Travelling down on Friday and go and watch the under-13 boys and the B-men. There's a couple of girls playing in the b in the B men team and then all day Saturday there's finals and then we've got presentation on Sunday. So I'm, I'm really looking forward to that. That And Ray is going to be there with you as well, isn't she? So that's even. Sure is. Yeah. 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 So that's going to be nice. Yeah. And Bill Finney will be there and maybe Noni will be there. So yeah, it'll be a great weekend and I'm just looking forward to the belonging. Congratulations. It's going to be great. Yeah. <laughs> and you've been playing. It's been so much more joyful for you hasn't it uh and that's been that's actually been my goal this year yeah. when I did my HPA program beginning of February that was I didn't I didn't realize this is how it would pan out but I'm just thinking yeah oh, that was my goal this year was to find joy in playing hockey so yeah it'd be nice if I could score a goal in the grand final oh yeah you never know you I'm never sure know you or even set up we've got a good team so we're playing against a very hard team see how it goes Mm, so you might be the underdogs too coming in, getting the premiership. Yeah, we're, I would say we're definitely the underdogs. Yeah. So Have we, you won against them before? I've played against them one game that, and we didn't win against them. I don't want to speak ill of it, but they're known for not clean tactics and, you know, the girls were talking a bit about it on um, Sunday when we were at training and, and it was interesting. I just noticed... You know how you can get into that conversation starts, and I just I just pulled back and went, okay, well, you know, I can go in thinking that it's going to be rough and hard, but that is not what I'm going in with. I'm just going to be going in with, I'm just not going to have those thoughts in my head. I'll deal with that on the day, and you know, there's ways of getting around. So I'm just hoping because a lot of the, we've got a few young girls, and there's a couple that lose their cool a little tiny bit. 
So we're just trying to get them to play hockey rather than get caught in what the opposition because you, you, we all know this, oppositions can rattle you just through their behaviour. So hopefully we'll have some good umpires. Get in, get in their heads a little bit. I know Joel, Joel was telling me he was on the sidelines as the water runner and there was this one guy on the other team, he was like assistant coach and he kept running out into the field coaching the girls in the middle of the field and it's like, you can't do that, get off. And so Joel started calling out stuff getting into their heads a little bit. <laughs> and he said the other water runner next to him was getting the shits with him because he was, you know, calling out, she doesn't want the ball. She doesn't even want it. <laughs> and, uh, yeah, just annoyed the other water runners. And they, wow. said, they just, like, walked away from him, like, shaking their head. Yeah. Jobless, you know, having his, having his say. The girls they played, um, because they'd won every game. Oh, they'd lost one game all year, um, but they'd one over pack power the whole year and as soon, as soon as the buzzer went and our girls won they all just started bawling their eyes out and blaming the refs for and Joel's like yeah it's okay to shed a tear when you lose like disappointment but it's not okay to be bad sportsmen and say that they were robbed and blaming all the refs and stuff and yeah I was like yeah it just shows Different sportsmanship amongst the teams. It's a shame. They're only 13 and they've already got that mentality, the blaming mentality. But that's that's had to come from somewhere. As Absolutely. Well. Yeah. Before we move on to our topic, what I, I just want to share this moment because I went down on Sunday for training and there were two semifinals on and our under-16 girls were playing. And I, when I pulled up, the game had already been on for 15 minutes. But as soon as I got out of the car, I had butterflies. I haven't had butterflies all season because I could hear all the cheering because it's a semi. Anyway, so it was just an interesting response that I went, oh, okay. And then when I walked into the field and left all my stuff and and I know quite a few of the under-16 girls and just that whole different atmosphere, that raised energy. So I'm really glad I went because then I can manage that this weekend because it's going to be even more intense. And um, just hanging over the fence going, oh, my God, you know, like there's there's all these things that you forget about in a normal game that are going to be there, which I can understand affect players and and something that we've done in the HPA program. Mm -hmm. But, yeah, yeah, I've even got them now. Sitting here talking about it, I've even got butterflies in my tummy now. So it's like it's a great feeling that different energy. Like the last couple of games that we've played, you know, the girls have played has had that feel as well. It's and that's right. Real buzz. Like it yeah. is a real buzz, even for spectators. Yeah. yeah. So that's Fun. like that's the other part that's exciting. And then mm. knowing that we've got seven out of eight teams. So I'm gonna go and watch the the men on Friday night and then, you know, be there early Saturday morning. So, and, like, that's all part of this belonging, you know. Mm. And so that is, it's great having Raya come. Mm. Yeah. I was very yeah. excited because uh, Heaven has her soccer semis this weekend oh, and good. Yeah. I'm not working on Sunday and I was so excited. I was like, I'm going to, because I haven't been able to watch a soccer game all year because I've mm-hmm. been working this year on the weekends. Finally got a Sunday off. And I'm like, perfect, it's semis, I'll get to watch her. And for some unknown reason, they're playing on Saturday, not Sunday. Of course. Oh, Tanya. So I still don't get to see it. Bummer. (laughs) 
And they usually yeah. do that with grand finals because soccer's always, the seniors always play on Sundays, but for the grand final game, it's on Saturday. Mm-hmm. Um, but not usually for finals. So I'm a little bit disappointed about that. But yeah. Oh, bummer. Was she in the country championships last weekend? Uh, she's too too um, old for country championships. It's under 16 and under the okay. country's state championships. But she was there doing canteen and, you know, yeah. helping. There was a buzz in Broken Hill with all those sports people. Gosh, there's so much on at the moment. Yeah. Yeah. Cool. Well, ladies, let's get on to our topic. (laughs) Our topic today is challenging the systems we are submissive to. Mm. I'm just going to start with this because it's just come to my brain because we were talking about sport, okay? Women in sport, that's a fucking huge challenge that we're overcoming right now and that for decades and, you know, forever have we've been submissive to and now all of a sudden women are rising, like women are rising up and saying, actually, we can play this as well. And just on the weekend when Eloise was playing and the first, our first girl, she broke her foot, didn't know that at the time, but she hurt herself and my dad's there and he says to me, oh, Mm -hmm. I don't know about these girls playing footy and I was like, dad, stop. I was like, look around. I said, there's boys on crutches everywhere. I was like, it's not just, it's not a fucking gender thing. Mm. It's just a sport thing. It's just things that happen. I was like, please stop saying that it's a gender thing. It's not. And I think it's just up to us now to keep putting that message out there because otherwise it just defaults back to this fucking patriarchal system that we've got going about, oh, women too fucking weak to play sports. Like, no, it's fine. They can play sport if they want to. I'm like, look, look at all those girls out there. They fucking love it. Like they love it with a passion. They don't care if they break their foot. Like seriously, if they get to play a grand final and win the grand final and they're doing what they love, like tell them that they can't do what they love and, yeah, then put a bloody apron on them and send them back to the kitchen. No, thank you. (laughs) It's like, no, we're playing sport, playing sport forever get used to it stop saying oh it's amazing how women can play football it's like no it's not fucking amazing at all it's just like awesome absolutely <laughs> yeah okay getting so worked up about the whole no, I think thing it, no <laughs> i think it's valid yeah uh, how long have we been putting up with that crap yes yeah and it's because like we've just it's just that system that we now have to over overrule in lots of areas, but sport is because of the Matildas and all that sort of the hype that that has caused. It's a great conversational piece at the moment about women in sport. Mm. And there's also been the um, AFL has been not that I watch commercial TV, but the the women's AFL and the yeah. women's rugby league now is mm-hmm. starting. You know, they've always been there, but it's taken yeah. forever to to get them any airplay. Women's cricket has been around for eons of time. Yeah, yeah. yeah. And, yeah, and now it's time to, you know, raise the women up so they can actually be paid the same as the men. And, you know, well, yeah, thinking about women supporting women, the I get really frustrated when other women are like, oh, but they shouldn't be paid as much because they don't pull as much crowd as men. And I'm like, that's the fucking shittest reasoning. I was like, we have just started playing professionally. Of course we're not going to be pulling in all the the viewers like the men have because they've had forever to build that. Like, it's like you just watch. And 
more money gets put into and more them. money and it's like no that is not the reason that's the shittest reason i have ever heard for women not to be paid the same you know it's like women's tenor so i've had so many discussions <laughs> heated discussions with family members about women's tennis and it's like oh well, women shouldn't be paid the same because well they only pay, play three sets they don't you know it's not even as exciting as the men i'm like oh bull fucking shit seriously like this has to change like women need to be paid the same they train and they're traveling the world just the same as the men yeah. you know it's not yeah anyway i know it's very commercialized and all that yet that needs to change yeah it needs to change hmm. so yeah big system that we need to pull down like the berlin wall and move forward <laughs> Yeah. yeah. We just got to keep showing up and it's yeah. and I'm I'm not being awful it's it's consistently hard. It is. Know, because there's still doorways that get shut in many places even today. We've still got this stuff, you know. We just got to we keep showing up, but it it is it is wearing. Mm. Mm-hmm. No. Yeah. But yeah, consistently showing up. Just keep pushing it like we can't stop. Yeah. I know Melissa, one of our favorite uh, listeners, and she's always commenting on our Facebook posts. Like she's really working in the women's soccer field because her daughter loves soccer. Oh, well, and they call it football here on the Gold Coast. And just in their club, the discrepancies between what the boys get and what the girls get. Like her daughter just recently got the best goal scorer of under 13s she's only 10 so she's you know really she's playing above her weight and the boy gets a golden slipper like an actual golden slipper for the the award and her little daughter said I hope I get a golden slipper mum and I'm thinking don't hold your breath because everything else is not equal god forbid that club if they don't give their daughter a golden slipper as well (laughs) like the trophy or whatever it is because yeah it needs to be equal anyway that's one big system. What other system and societal structures? Come on, Ken, your turn. Yeah. Well, I I kind of wanted to um, just shake it up a little bit because I love systems and patterns yeah. <laughs> and structures. And so I'm just like, like I can just see both sides. Like society needs rules. Otherwise, it would just be chaos. Yeah, agreed. Um, but I think really where we're going, where we're going wrong, and where what we're talking about today is those those systems that are really just put there to control and not and are not there for any real good reason, are they? Yeah. That where I think we've been so conditioned to these rules and systems that we don't even think about them, and I think that's where a lot of a lot of us sort of go wrong in not paying attention to these rules and questioning these rules because we're we we're a slave to them. They're inherent. They're coming through from generations before us. We're learning them from the moment we're born, but we're not really thinking about are these rules and regulations serving us. So have you got some examples that you could give our listeners that you're thinking around? Well, I think it, like we were talking about before, life is a system and we talk about it a bit with children, like how do you raise children without having some rules and regulations in place? I mean, we even put rules and regulations in our own homes and 
um, in our own lives. I'm struggling. I'm struggling with both sides of this. <laughs> yeah, yeah. It's the ones that aren't serving us. Yeah, anymore. And, and that might be just serving us as indiv- like not serving us as individuals, opposed to as a whole. But yeah. ones that aren't serving you as individuals, because I know that. Yeah, I talk with my clients all the time about the rules that they have and have imposed on themselves that are holding them back. But yeah, there's definitely big ones. Like let's have a think. We actually put this post up on Facebook and we got some responses. And so I'm just going to read out a couple of them, like just the dot points. So some of our listeners said they're submissive to and have realized that it's the structures that are maybe not good for them, like the individual, it's like the medical system, how the medical system works. Like we just are given that we give all our details to everybody and they know everything about everything. Someone else said loyalty cards. Again, it's all about the whole idea about giving all your details over to somebody, just not even thinking about it. And God, if I look into my wallet, I've got about a million loyalty cards (laughs) that I've got that I've just, just got because. Also the education system, that's a big one. And I actually do think that is starting to change a little bit. That's starting to become a topic of discussion about how the education system can be improved and sort of move along with times more. There was cash, there was the television, their phones. Knives and forks. Oh, yeah, all the all the things, <laughs> yes. Road rules and we... I think we all agreed that we like road rules, <laughs> you know, because I want to be safe on my road. I, I want to know that other people are following the road rules so I feel safe and they're safe and so road rules work for me. Well, we've um, got a road here and I'm sure you remember it, Prude, where they've changed the rule huh. where it's a T-section, you know, on the backtrack, it's a T-section. Mm. So yeah. there is a rule for a T-section. Yes, there but is. In this particular T section, <laughs> they've changed the rules and they've put giveaway signs on the top of the T. I do, yeah. And so the straight through gets right of way. And it's very, very confusing. Mm. It is, <laughs> yeah. I remember that. Fucking dark system. <laughs> and I tell you what, Gold Coasters, if you're listening, please learn the road rules because you guys are terrible. <laughs> terrible oh driving God. up here on the Gold Coast. I lived up there, crikeys, how long ago is it now? 30-something years ago. And I can remember moving there 30 years ago going, where did you get your driver's license from? Yeah. Way, way different to New South Wales driving. I, just, I agree. I agree. Oh, that was yeah. 30 years ago. I know. And they're worse now. Like, well, nobody indicates. Nobody knows intersection rules. So, you know, who's got right away and when. Like, I do. Like, I know them. I remember studying the road rules and have, I just know them. Everybody's always confusing them and, like, honking and bibbing me because I'm doing <laughs> the right thing and, like, giving me the finger and stuff. And I'm like, you fuckheads are all the one that are in the wrong. Like, you go. You've got the right away. Stop honking me. <laughs> So road rules are good if you know them. If everybody knows the same one, well, everybody needs to have a little refresher. Yeah, and if you if you ask Raya Ford, Broken Hill is really bad. Like seriously, they do not know how to manage a roundabout, and we've got all those crazy giveaways, you know, in those side streets where, like, none of it runs consecutively. Oh, so, no, yeah, no, you know those yeah. streets. Yeah. So it's like, 
every time I go, it's like I still pause, even if I've got the right through, I think, oh, is anyone going to, you know, because nobody stops. Yeah. (laughs) Actually, I was listening to a TikTok the other day and it was from, I think it was from a cop or something. And she was talking about how one thing that she will always do as a cop that has gone to all the accidents, it's, you know, when you're just sort of in the zone, you're sort of zoned out and the traffic light turns green and you might be at the beginning and you just go and you don't really think because you're just like, oh, well, everyone else is doing the right thing. And she's like, the one of the top accidents is people being T-boned through those intersections when they've got the right away, but someone hasn't stopped on a red light. And that's the worst. And so ever since I heard that, I'm like, oh, my mum used to do this and I actually used to pay her out. (laughs) We were like, just go, mum, just go. But she'd always look. And I'm like, geez, you know. But now I'm like, oh, there I am, being like Daisy, (laughs) mum. Looking at the, yeah, make sure I have got right away. The example of questioning that system. That system is there for a reason. There is a, but it's not always serving you. <laughs> yeah, it's true. Yeah, well, you've only got to look at what happened over the last three years. There was a lot of questioning and, you mm. know, rule pushing over the last three years. And it was just so interesting, wasn't it, to see who was just submissive to it and who's like, actually, I'm going to question this. Yeah, even after the fact, like I was a bit more after the fact, the questioning. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it was, it was just interesting to see how that all panned out. And yeah. I also want to support that there were people that, in inverted commas, didn't have choice. And and I want to support them because there were, there were also people that that they could not have an opinion or a choice. Mm. But it was just that I really hope we have more of that kind of thinking moving forward and, you know, especially with this up and coming, I don't know what they're calling it, a referendum or that, yes mm-hmm. and no thing, yeah. go and do your homework. Absolutely. Just, do not just listen to advertising. Go mm-hmm. and do your homework. I'm not saying anything. Go mm-hmm. and do your homework because there aren't any posters around that have no on them. Everything is projected just like the COVID vaccine to yes, go and do your homework. Mm-hmm. Just on that. And I received the pamphlet in the mail. And I'm, ho- I'm assuming the whole of Australia received a pamphlet in the mail and it had the yes and no argument on it and exactly what was happening in the yes, no argument. That was the best thing. I was really happy to get that because I was confused about what the whole thing was all about. Well, I, I knew the basis of it, but I didn't know the details. And so I was really happy to get that and, yeah, recommend everybody reading it. Don't just blindly think that you know everything. Just question it is what I can say. Yeah. Apparently there's a thing with how you vote as well. So (laughs) make sure you actually write yes and no because I think Mm, the ticks that ticks are accepted and crosses aren't accepted, which is ridiculous. It is. Because all of our previous voting has been ticks and crosses and so this is part of the plan too, isn't it? You know, just be really careful. Make sure you yeah. actually write the words. Put anything there at all? Just yeah. write the words. Yeah, yeah. Because on this, like, this is this topic is about you having a choice. Like we, yes. and that's what this whole podcast is about. Yeah. And so we're not going to influence you either way. But it's like you get the choice, but an informed choice. That's what you have to do for yourself. That's how you can show up for yourself and 
your country as well. Yeah, and that and that it's okay for you to have you know a challenging idea or whatever mm-hmm. within your own system. Yeah. You know, I mean, we're all about free thinking, and yes, yeah. you know, we do need systems and stuff in place, but we're also the people that. Um, paying our taxes and running our country and have voted for these people on in all levels, councils, schools, everything. Yeah. You know, it's it's okay to have an opinion and, think, and to feel. I think if we can look at these systems and rules as guides, not rules. Yeah. You know, change that word. This is a guide. This is how it's been done. Let's stop and think, why is this a rule? Is mm-hmm. this serving me? How can I change it? Can it be done a different way? Yeah. 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 But just because it's a rule written somewhere, because I'm not sure if you have ever heard of any of those funny rules that are still in the world that are so outdated, yet they're mm. still a rule. Like they're like the rule. So many sexual ones, which are just hilarious. I'm yeah. like, how did that even become a rule? So if we were to follow all the rules, we would still be not doing all the things that are written in the rule book. Yeah, we have. Yeah, we have to question it for sure. So guidelines. Yeah, yeah. someone just made up that rule once. <laughs> yeah, it's it's crazy. Mm. Our, and our brains are just going to go straight for the easy way, easy route, isn't it? We get told to do something. Our brains love that. They're like, yeah, <laughs> being told how to do it, what to do. This is easy. I'm conserving energy. I'm creating a habit. I don't have to think as much. And I think a lot of governments and things like that take advantage of those sorts of things. Mm-hmm. Yeah, the veil of amnesia. Yeah. <laughs> so That's awareness. True. Yes, well, I mean, we always talk about awareness, but awareness is number one, isn't it, always? Yeah. You know, I was talking to some clients about this yesterday and I talk about the veil of amnesia, but what I, while I was talking to them, I was also knowing or even saying to myself, even I am, you know, in, in I was going to say inexplicitly, I don't know whether that's the right word, but I was noticing how I am blind as well without, even though I'm conscious, how those, what you're talking about, Tanya, those little things that come in, but what's also happening is just even the fact that I'm noticing that I'm a part of this is change because it take it's like fitness. It takes a while to retrain your brain to create you know new neural pathways. No different to the the coaching that you do, Prue. Mm-hmm. But yeah, you know, be curious, people. Be curious around your noticing. Be curious around how we conform. Because there's conformity in every single day, mm-hmm. but your awareness around your conformity and how you can interrupt and, you know, even think, you know, pause for a minute going, oh, wow, okay, I am, I am part of that, but I'm noticing that, you know, I can change my thoughts or have a different perspective or. For your own habits and your own yeah. your own rules, like changing up your own routines and mm-hmm. The one that I've seen a lot being a coach when I was doing weight loss coaching was food, the habits of food and the rules that people have around food. And if we think, if we were just like blindly following what the guidelines are for food and we looked out in the world and said, oh, well, this is breakfast food, cereals. You have cereals and toast for breakfast. Then at lunch, you might have a sandwich 
and for dinner you have meat and three veg. Well, that's pretty much the rule that society has created. And so then someone's like, oh, but what happens if I want like veg and meat for breakfast? And it's like, that's not a breakfast food. What are you doing? What are you talking about? You can't have that for breakfast. It's like, uh, pretty sure I can have that for breakfast. And so people create all these really strict rules around what society has put out there. And it's commercial because it's all money-making stuff like breakfast cereals or big companies and big companies. What do they want to do? They just want to make a heap ton of money and they've got all the budgets to spend on advertising. And so it's like all of a sudden fruit yeah. leaves and cocoa pops and you know, wheat bix are the only great thing for breakfast. You know, start your day with some Fruit Loops. <laughs> and your, bo- your body doesn't care as long as it gets fed. Yeah, and then of course, like sugary foods. Of course, your body just starts craving it, and then you're like, "But my body needs it." You know, it wants it, and it's like, "Of course, it wants it." But now we've got to just change that rule that we've let society put on us, and that we've then adopted for ourselves to actually change it. And it's it's damn hard. Because, well, then you might go somewhere and you go for, you know, a buffet breakfast somewhere and what do they have? They have all that stuff. Mm. (laughs) Yeah, and you're like, oh, can I have some vegetables for breakfast? Yeah. What? Vegetables for breakfast? (laughs) Mm. Interesting. So just simple little things like that in society that we've been conditioned to. Do I need to wear a bra? Do I need to put undies on when I go to the gym? (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) Do it. Why can't a man put a dress on? Yes. Yeah. yeah. Absolutely. Yeah. And, yeah, then a man does put a dress on and he's a complete weirdo. Yeah. And it's like, oh, no, but he just likes dresses. Yeah, <laughs> it's okay. that's right. Uh, and I always come across um, this picture of Patrick Swayze. I don't know if you guys have seen it. It comes up in my feed every year because I posted it. And, um, sure I have. Love Patrick beautiful black and white picture of Patrick Swayze with makeup on in it and just a simple black slip, no shoes, and it's the most beautiful, beautiful photo. Mm -hmm. And, yeah, why can't can't you put a dress on? I mean, it was the same for women and for pants at at some point, wasn't it? Absolutely, up until not very long ago. Actually, and you know, in the court system, it was only in the 80s women were allowed to start wearing pants, like in the 80s. That's not very long ago. Lots of church systems have, there's no women are allowed to wear pants in church. Like I know the mm-hmm. Church of Jesus Christ of Latter-day Saints, they've got all women have to wear skirts. Yeah. It's like, yeah, interesting. <laughs> yeah, there's lots and lots of lifetimes of what we think are rules or become rules, but they're really beliefs. And, yeah, and you know, and then there's fear, fear-based behind that keeps, you know, those rules in place, yeah. generations of family. Mm. Yes. And what about like rules about like sexual partners and marriage and all that type of stuff? Like oh, it's pretty bad when you get divorced, right? It's a pretty bad thing. Out yeah. of Even though people are getting divorced all the time, it's still looked down upon. Yeah. Yeah, that you're doing. Well, well, look at the church, um, not the Church of England, look at um, Queen Elizabeth's family. Mm. You know, yeah. all, all those rules over there, you got divorced and or you couldn't, ma- if you were divorced, what was it, um, her father's brother, I forget what his name was, he abdicated. Yeah. Mm. And, um, and now Harry, 
Yeah. And then get out, you know, like everything yeah. gets stripped off you and stuff. Yeah. Yeah. It's interesting. Yeah. yeah. Because you make a choice that you've got different choices, different opinions. Yeah. Mm. How about sex before marriage? Yeah. <laughs> like what a joke that was, as if that ever happened. Like, yeah. Nobody had, nobody <laughs> actually, it wasn't, well, sort of, sort of. Men were women. Yeah. Were forced, women were forced into this more. So because yeah. they got pregnant, and that was like obvious if they had sex. Well, well, not only that. You know, if you weren't a virgin, you weren't worthy. Yes. Yeah. Like, hello. Right. We're only oh. just talking with my nunna yesterday. She was um, speaking about the job she used to have in a cafe when she come when she was here in Broken Hill when she was a teenager before she got engaged and. Heaven was like, how come you stopped working there? She got married. Got married. <laughs> Women in Broken Hill weren't allowed, allowed to work. To work oh. after they were married, yeah. That's recent as well. I think it was 80s. only like, yeah, yeah 80s. 80s. School teachers. School mm-hmm. teachers. I Like I've got an 83-year-old friend that she said as soon as she got married, she wasn't allowed to be a school teacher. Yeah. What a lot of crap. Yes. Anyway. What else, ladies? Prue had one here. Um, you had written about um, time equals value. Prue? Yes, yeah. So the whole idea that going to work, getting paid for time opposed to the value that you contribute or the work that you get done, you know, is just something that I feel is is crippling society. Like so many people are can get work done quicker than they can. And like, you know, you go and spend your whole day. So say, I'm just thinking of myself, like I was a woman that had a part-time job. So I worked three or four days a week in an office. I also had a business. I also had three children, you know, under seven. And I, I would go to work and I would smash out my work within, mostly I would get it done really quickly because I was efficient. I had lots of I was just great at getting stuff done. But then if I if there was extra time, it's like, well, I couldn't just go home because I had more to do somewhere else. I'd have to wait my time out in the office yeah. situation going, what to do now? Or finding things to do or pretending that I was working. And I just think oh, that's the most you messed up that. system. <laughs> messed up system. It's like yeah. I, I realise if I had, if, you know, there are jobs that you have to be somewhere. So you're you're there, you, people need to call and you need to be in the space for that. There's lots of jobs that don't need that. I just think if I was paid by my results, I suppose, so much better off. And that's why I love working in my own business now. Like I'm literally paid by results. I don't I don't want people attach like when I give like a price for something, I don't want them to go, oh, that's like this much an hour. It's like no, you're paying for results. You're not paying for my time. You're paying for the your result that you're going to get at the end of it. And I just think it's like the rule around value in, and time has messed up our thinking about that. It's like, you know, this four people are going back to these four-day work weeks, which I'm all a big fan of because people do get results in sh- short amount of time sometimes. It's it's possible. It's not. No, there's, there's actually been a study done on it. And and I was listening to a podcast recently all about this, about going to four-day week mm-hmm. and their efficiency and giving the people three days off, their efficiency and, and um, production has gone way beyond what the five-day week was mm-hmm. and, and what they were finding that 
people had more time with their families, more time off um, relaxing, and the results was just completely and utterly different. Oh, yeah. I'm all for it. Yeah. 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 And also, and flexible, like being employees being flexible too, like this real inflexibility that employers have in the workplace for this. No, you got to be here between nine and five, you know, like literally there's times in my career that I would have been somewhere nine to five and done nothing. I'm just going to admit that, but there Mm -hmm. has been and getting nothing done, just being there for being there. Well, look at the pandemic, what the pandemic did for people working at home and Mm. they became, they were way more efficient, you know, calculated their hours. The big part about that podcast I was listening to is there was going, there was going to be no shift in the pay grade. So Mm. they were going to be getting the same pay and they were way more efficient. So that's Mm -hmm. an incentive in itself. It is like, you know, because we're not living to work. Yeah. That's, we're not like we... It's yeah. a necessity, like we all need to have an income and to pay our bills and stuff like that, but we're not like waking up every day just thinking how much more work can I do for <laughs> somebody else particularly. <laughs> you know, when you're in business for yourself, it's a, maybe a different mindset, but still like every every bit of work that I do in my business is not enjoyable either, but I do it for the results. And, yeah, the amount of stuff that I get done, and the results that I achieve, so much greater than working a nine-to-five job for sure. So, yeah, that was my that was my big one that I want to really detach from and help others to detach it from as well, especially if you're coming into doing coaching. Coaching is not value for time. <laughs> it's, it's just not. Like if you ever think, oh, God, you know, pre, pre-charge is too much, you know, that's so much an hour. It's like, no, that is not what we need to look at. I always say to people, if you could go and buy the result off the supermarket shelf, you would. And so that's the same thing with coaching. You're, like you're buying the result and you're not buying the time. Mm. I like that. Really yeah. like that. So, yes, big one for me. <clears throat> what else? I think the list could go on and on and on and on. <laughs> Absolutely. There's so many things. But, yeah, I think I think we've covered a fair bit. I think um, perhaps we could talk a little bit about ways you could go about like challenging what Mm -hmm. kind of things can you stop and ask yourself or how do we challenge these systems Mm. well number one awareness that that possibly there is something to be challenged and not if you find yourself just blindly going with the flow for everything and you're like I just do this because I don't even know the reason why I do that. Like, what is it? And because not everything needs to be challenged, of course. Like, you can't challenge everything because you'd be just going berserk because there's so many things to do. You have to sort of pick your battles a little bit as well. How often do we do things, though, and whinge about them the entire time we're doing them? That is a big clue right there. Yes. (laughs) Yeah. I don't. Yeah, maybe because my awareness is there, I don't, yeah. If I was going to offer any advice, I would say noticing, Mm. noticing you. Like that, to me, that's the first place Mm. when I work with people, whether it's body work, mind work, whatever, is giving them the capacity to actually realise that they can notice themselves and that they have a choice 
within that noticing. And, you know, and, and I think whether you know this or not, I'm just thinking what they're saying is that there's the fact that you that you are interrupted or that you have a slight pause or a slight question or even a slight just going, this doesn't feel right. That's that's the mm. beginning. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Interruption just it doesn't yeah. feel right. Yeah. yeah. So, mm. you know, to me, that's how we can feed that. I really think that's the hugest key is noticing. So whether you're noticing within yourself or you're noticing that feel it doesn't feel right, like they are the clues. Your body holds all the answers. We've just forgotten that we know yeah. all the answers. And when we start to play with that and and then we trust it a little bit more and we, you know, and then you might find other kind of like-minded people that you can resonate that with to grow that in yourself because there's, you know, all these collectives that's that's how I believe we can challenge. Mm. Um, and I don't even think it's a challenge. It's the opportunity is not to forget that you are your whole life. You are in control. You're, you've got control of what you want. You've got choices. Mm-hmm. And, and if we're going to say systems have somehow paralysed, blinded, infiltrated, it happens to all of us, the fact that we have choice, the fact that we have this, they don't want us to know this stuff. They don't want us to experience it because what happens if 7 billion people all decide that they're going to start living their life truly, then that's going to go against those systems. Mm-hmm. You know, so there's good and there's give and take in all of this. Well, that's what I do, I think is I, yeah, I've got to live within some of these systems, but I don't necessarily agree with them and I don't necessarily believe in them, but I've still got to have a driver's licence and I've still got to go and do an eye test. Mm. But, you know, I I partake in that so that I can have that, so that I can be safe on the road. That's just a basic example. Yeah, like that's serving you. That's serving you. What's the consequence of of not following this system? Like, Yeah. Yeah. I suppose I want to transpire that we do require systems. We do require universal law. And then how you choose to function within that. Notice. It is. And then so the curiosity that we talked about earlier, that's like the next step. It's like the noticing and then the curiosity is like, hmm, why do I keep doing that? Is there another way to do that that's actually going to help me more? What are the consequences of this? And like list them out. It's like, oh, great. Like, you know, these are the consequences, good and bad. What am I going to choose now? What would I like to do? Perhaps even if something is serving you. Yeah. Still question it. Yeah. Hmm. What have I done it this way for? I know. For fun. Just for laughs. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah, because maybe it's keeping you, even if it's serving you, it might be keeping you in a routine like an yes. overall routine that is not serving you as a whole. Exactly. Yeah. yeah. Fun. I want to put it out there that this is fun. Mm. This isn't this isn't meant to be hard and challenging. Like we that's created. And what I love about, you know, even though it, even when it's uncomfortable, <laughs> my brain goes all the time. I'm always looking for options. Is that it's also it's also exploratory and it's also discovering and 
what I wanted to say was that this is what I've learned from Soul Sister Conversations is there's many times I've sat here and haven't necessarily agreed with what's been said, but I've got enough nows about me to go, okay, I'm noticing that I'm uncomfortable or my beliefs are limited around this. This is an opportunity for me to just sit with that and go, okay, well, let's explore. Like, you know, I always say if I don't know stuff, I go and Google it to get a bit of an idea. So, yeah, it's, you know, to be in the adventure of your own life is pretty incredible. (laughs) Yeah, perfect. So, yeah, so that if you, yeah, as a wrap-up, it was like, okay, notice, curiosity and question, and then you get to choose. It's always yeah. you. You always get to choose. And that you can change your mind. Yeah, yeah, and you can change your mind later. Choice. Just because you might lean into something and have a different perspective, you can also change your mind. Like part of life has been that you have to, oh, once you've stuck to it, that's it. But you can actually do this all the time because life is alive. Energy is alive. It's always changing. Yeah. Yeah. I, I, love it. Kitchen, I changed all the stuff in my kitchen and lounge room around the other day. And yesterday, my microwave, I had moved it from there to there. And yesterday, I was like, nah, this is not happening. Yeah. <laughs> and back it went. Yeah. <laughs> See? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. So things a little bit different. Yeah, no, I don't like that so much. Just put it you know, I, I really like that. And I have to say, I've, you know, you girls have helped me to just go, you know, you can. Mm-hmm. And you don't have to stick to what you thought or mm-hmm. what you said. You can also apologize. You can also yeah. you know, change. I just love this. I just love how we've got all this available to us. And yeah, and too. I really think but noticing and being aware is your is your right your gift your ability so go and play with it there you go you heard it from donna lee go play with it see you <laughs> go play with it <laughs> you're allowed to oh that, that can that can lead to many things <laughs> that's for another time time for a reading deal oh gosh see i was so excited i forgot oh. about it <laughs> all right so we're going to go with the goddess oracle all right, why? Why are we going to this deck? All right, so let's go feet on the floor or wherever you are, however you're listening to this podcast or watching this podcast. Because <sighs> we talked about noticing, curiosity. What was the other thing, Prue? Choice, changing your mind. Yeah, so noticing, curiosity, choice changing your mind so let's go with this these cards is landing a space within you that gives you the opportunity to begin to notice I just feel like that's a trunk of a tree in ourselves all right let's go I've got no idea what this card's going to be about but the opportunity to notice the opportunity to be curious the opportunity to know that you have choice. Oh, this is about this is about people having choice. Woo-hoo! Okay. Ah, like that just went, wow. Now there's all these choices. <laughs> okay, so let's narrow this down to a message. Bring it closer because it went right out. And now we're just coming, we're coming back in because it was like this big excitement went out 
And it was like, whoa. And I was like, now we're coming. What is it? Okay, let's bring something that's in to your noticing, your even exploring your noticing. Well, it's getting closer. There it is. Took a while. Oh, okay. <laughs> so it's upside down. <laughs> and two others fell out. So I'm curious about the other two because I was getting a bit of a headache when they were shuffling. So, okay. Oh, no. Look, there's two stuck together. Okay. Right. The first one, upside down, is compassion. But the message is look beyond yourself. That makes sense. Yeah, it does make sense, especially with them taking so long to come out. And, yeah, it means like there's a bit of a block there that we're not looking beyond ourselves. Yeah. And remember when, you know, when I stand upright and then put my head between my legs, a lot of the time we've been talking today is like there's such an opportunity for us to have different perspective. Mm. So, you know, this has been a constant message this past few months about changing our perspective yeah. you know, and even when we're here there's such a different perspective but there's not only that there's just this there's this compassion that's what this card's called this compassion around holding space for you to experience different perspective yeah that makes sense all right the other one yeah interesting okay the other one is acknowledge the hurt and allow yourself to ascend so this was also upside down. So acknowledging the hurt oh, and the card's called forgiveness. So, you know, when I look when I look at these two cards, interesting of the colours that they are as well. One is light, one is darker. This is green, this is more yellow. It's all about allowing, allowing space to explore and be curious around opportunity that's offered to change and and change isn't the word this is organic okay this what we're what we're experiencing in this life now is organic so um you know they're they're giving me examples I just feel like a big fat chunky yummy cell and they're saying stuff around you can go to the closet and try on all the clothes you know it's it's just there is no limit. Spirit supports. It's a really feeling thing. Just go and explore and feel and allow and trust and know. And sometimes the clothes, the clothes look great and sometimes they look like shit and they feel like shit. But sometimes just even feeling that is okay. They're just they're just saying be compassionate and forgive and this is let yourself forgive to self give you know let some of that the constraint rope puppet strings just let them slacken a bit so that you can be more like okay okay I'm sorry they just keep talking um you know how we we feel like puppets and what they're saying to help you be supported in the puppetry is let your bungee cords slacken and then you'll be able to feel yourself more to be able to let go of some of that. Does that make sense? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, very visual. Okay, cool. Awesome. That's it. 
Oh, yeah, cards will be up on our page. Go check them out. They're beautiful as well as informative. <laughs> that wraps us up for this session. So we'll talk to you all next week. Thanks for listening in. Thank you. Bye. Bye-bye. Thank you so much for being part of this Soul Sister conversation. It would mean the world to us if you like and share this podcast with your own Soul Sisters. Follow the show so you don't miss an episode. And if you are so inspired, leave a review. All suggestions and questions are welcome and you can drop them in the Facebook group. Thank you, beautiful souls.